Fine. So I'm just going to repeat the uh, the Mishnah we discussed yesterday. Um, that because uh, we got with all the issues yesterday, we didn't finish. So I'll just we'll start there. So it's, the Mishnah said, "Hamaitzi eats him." If you take out wood, the sheer the the minimum amount to take out wood in order to be chayiv is enough to cook a an egg that's easy to cook, which we said is a a chicken egg. Tavlin, how much spices? Enough to spice um, a an egg. And the spices uh, combine. So if you take out, let's say, salt and pepper, you don't have to have a minimum share of salt and a minimum share of pepper either or, either or that you would need to spice the egg, but rather a combined would, um, you know, so even the smaller amount combined would be mechaev. Um... Then the klipe uh, egoizim, which are the husks of, of a nut, klipe rimainim, the husks or, the, or you know, the peel of a pomegranate, istis upua. So these are all safflower and some other plants. These are all plants that are used to make samanim, to make dyes. So kadelis bahen begakatan. Enough to, um, so enough uh, herbs to, to, um, to dye a small baguette. Which is pisivcha? I'm repeating the Mishnah. Which is pisivcha? Which is the you know that's the part of the hat. Meiraglaim nesu baris so so urine and different types of soaps. Kumilya vaashle kedil chabas begakatan again to cleanse to clean to launder a small baggage. Pisivcha, which is a pisivcha like we said that's the part of the hat. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer kedil chaber sakasem that the that the shear to clean is enough to remove the stain of the nida. So bottom of Petesim and Beis, the Zakta Gemara. Now the Gemara wants to understand why did I go ahead and say what is the shear to take out wood is to um, is to is to cook an egg. We already said by a quill, right? That 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 wasn't efficient. Right? A kana read kana kedelasus kolmas a read to make a quill. We said if it's not really good for a quill, it's too thick. Or it's cracked, that the shear is enough so that you use for fuel to uh, cook an egg. So we already see it's beaten and put into a frying pan. So we see that we already know that the shear of something that could be used to cook as fuel is So the Gemara says, that's because it doesn't, it wouldn't have any other use and a smaller shear. Abel eats him, but you might think that wood, that a little tiny piece of wood could be used for the teeth of a key. Okay, like a key to open, you know, a door, teeth of a key. So um, even if you took out a smaller amount than enough to cook an egg, you would be chayv. I feel kosher, kamashmala. No, that that amount does not count. Uh, it's not considered, I guess, a normal a normal use for wood, and we're going to go with the shear of what is a minimum amount of wood that is used for fuel. Lumar says, moving on to the next thing, so we're going to go through all the different things men- mentioned in the Mishnah, that enough spice, how much spice you're going to be for taking out, it's enough to, um, to spice an egg. Okay, to flavor an egg. Viraminu, we have a stira, tablin, shnai, vigimel, shemais, bimin echad. That if you have two or three different spices, or it's types of spices, so let's say white pepper, black pepper, and some other type of pepper, 
right? So uh, different types of spices. Or if they're three totally different, you know, um, pepper, garlic, salt. Okay, then it's asurin umitstar from zemzet. It's going to be asur and mitstarif for spicing purposes. That it's only going to, it's only going to be mitstarif. We're saying here that if you take out a tiny bit of each different, you don't have to have enough. Let's say garlic to spice an egg exclusively, but it would combine with the other spices that you have, with the other mix of herbs. But it says. It says here that it's only bimina misika shanu that if they work together because they all work together the only reason it's going to be mitzdarif is because it's part of the recipe. So it says use a little bit of this, a little bit of you know, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. That's why it's going to be mitzdarif. However, our mishnah halav hachi loy and our mishnah is mashma that any spices, even if they're not part of the. Um, you know, set ingredients on how to make it taste good. Our Mishnah says all spices, uh, seems to be saying that all spices would combine. So that's the stira. So the answer is hachanami chazulamatek, that our Mishnah is also referring to not just any spices. They have to be spices that would work together to um, flavor the, the food that you're trying to spice. And just taking out a tiny, a tiny amount of spices that don't complement each other, you would not be high for so these were herbs that were used to make dye. So we're saying that if you take out enough to um, to dye a small beged, which is we said is pisivcha. So veraminu the more asistira hamoitzi simonim shruyim kedelitz by behem dogma liira. What's the minimum shear for taking out dye? Now this is simonim dyes shruyin that are cooking in a pot. It's kedelitz bayabahem dugmali ira to make a swatch, right? To make a sample, to make a sample fabric, all you need is a tiny bit of dye enough to make a sample, which is a much smaller amount than you need in order to dye an entire baguette. Even if it's a small baguette, it's still to make a sample. You uh, you would need a lot less dye. So why here are we saying the larger size? Because that brisa where it said that the shear for taking out dye is if it's shruyan. If you already put the herbs in the pot and now they're cooking. So that's going to be a smaller shear. But here we're talking about actually a quantity of herbs. Um, so you're not going to make a tiny batch of dye. You're not going to mix herbs to make a, a sample fabric. You will mix herbs to dye a baguette. Even if it's a small baguette, so a person is not going to um, take herbs and start cooking them just to make a sample, right? To make a sample of what the color is going to look like, you're not going to start manufacturing the dye. So that's why there's two different shiurim that the minimum shear, if you already have herbs cooking and the dye is already cooking in the pot. So you would take out a little bit of dye just to make a sample, but you would not take herbs to make a dye unless you had enough to actually dye a, an entire baguette. Mayra Glyme. So now we're, we discussed how much of different types of cleaning agents. So Mayra Glyme was used for cleaning. It was a form of, <coughs> a form of soap or a cleaning agent. Tana. Mayra Glyme. Ad ben mem yoyim. That what is the... Uh, when is... Merag urine effective to clean, that's until it's 40 days old. Nesser is a type of soap. Tana Nesser Alexandrias, that the mission is referring to the Alexandrian sort of 
Nasser, Sop Nasser, and Patrin. And not the other type of Nasser, I don't know what Ampatrin is, but it's a name of a city <coughs> somewhere. Um, they have their own type of soap, so it's not that one. Okay, if you want to put this in, uh, it's tied and not uh, uh, bounty, or tied and not whatever the other type of, I don't know, we use tied, I don't know, whatever the other type of uh, detergent is. Bayris, Amar Rabbi Yehuda Zechol. What is Bayris? That's also a type of cleaning agent. That is sand. How could you say that Bayris is sand? It says, Habayris Vehachol. So it says, Bayris and sand. So we see Bayris must not be sand. Elamai Bayris, Kibrisa. Must be Kibrisa, which is sulfur. Maceface. So sulfur is something that's mined, right? That you, you, you extract it from the ground. It's not grown. So Maceface, we're going to ask, how could you say that Bayris is sulfur? Maceface. Hosifu Alehen Hachalvitsin. That we added to the things that we were Chayiv in Shvius. Okay, Chayiv in Shmita, Hachalvitsin, Alinin, there's different types of uh, woods and thistles and thorns. The Habayris, so that's what we're, we're concerned about, that we added on Bayris, Va'al, that these are things that are subject to Shmita. The Isachadaychlech Kibrisa. And if you want to tell me that uh, Bayris is Kibrisa is sulfur, Kibrisa mi Isabashvius, wood, sulfur, or be subject to shvius. Vatanan zehaklal. However, we learn that what is the rule when it comes to shvius? Kol sheishli ikar yeishli shvius. If it has a root, if it's something that grows in the ground, if it has, if it takes root, then it could be subject to shvius. So sheinli ikar enli shvius. So it can't be sulfur. Sulfur is not something that has a root that grows out of the ground. And we see that burris is subject to shvius. So it must be that burris can't be kibrisa, can't be sulfur because sulfur is mined. Elamai burris. So you have to say Bayris is Ahala. It's a type of aloe. I we said just like we asked by the sand, we see it says Habiris Vahala. So it must be that Bayris is not Ahala. So the Gemara's answers to that, Tre Gavni Ahala. There's two different types of uh, of aloe. Maybe you know the green type and the clear type. I don't know. But there's two different types of aloes. One of them is a Bayris. And again, we're just trying to clarify the different cleaning agents here. Kimulia, it's another one. Um, that this cleaning agent called Kimulia is called Shlufdutz, and Rashi says we don't know what this is. Okay, but that's the name. Ashleg, it's another cleaning agent. Amr Shmuel, Shaltinu, Yama. We asked all the people, the seafarers, right? The people that travel by boat. So they, they've been around, they go to different countries. So they would, uh, you know, understand the names. And they said, you know what this Ashleg is? It's a cleaning ocean. It's a cleaning agent. You know what it is? It's it's really called Shainana Shemei. It's called Shainana. It's found in the holes of the pearls. So it's this uh, soap-like material, some sort of cleaning agent that you'll find in the hole of a pearl. And the way you get it out is with a iron pin. Biramtsa de Parzal is an iron pin. And when you poke out um, this area from the hole of a pearl, then you end up with a cleaning agent. And they would remanufacture that cleaning agent, use it to clean clothing. Okay, and that is what we were saying. The minimum shear is enough to clean a, a, a uh, sivcha, right? The, a pea sivcha, the smallest baguette. Moving on to the next Mishnah. We're continuing to discuss things, what the shear is to be chayiv for taking them out. Palpeles, for pepper, kolshu. 
It's a any amount. Itrain and tar, kol shehu. We're going to see why for these things. Meaning besamim, the minimum amount for any uh, you know incense is umine matras and metal is kol shehu. Is also kol We're going to discuss why all these amounts are chayiv kol What they're used for. Again, you would only take it out if it if it was chashiv. If it was chashiv, is if it had a use. So that would be one, one category. And our mission is going to discuss other... So, so far we've been discussing that you can only take out X if it could be used for Y. That's the minimum shear to be higher for taking out, you know, a metal is kol because it has a use. Metal has a use as kol as opposed to, for instance, uh, wood. It has to be enough to um, uh, roast a, an egg, right? So now we're going to discuss there are other types of things... Moving on to the next part of the Mishnah, that there are other types of things that you would be chayiv for taking out, even if they didn't have a use, but because they are chashiv, you're going to be chayiv off of that. So, me'avne mizbeach, if let's say you had stones from the mizbeach, umeafar mizbeach, dirt from the mizbeach, mekak svarim, that's the decay of svarim, books. So, let's say the worms eat the books, so like compost, and um, it decays. So, you have nothing left, it's just a bunch of, you know, compost. Umekak mitbechaisehem, or the the rot, right? The decay of their wraps, you know, the mantle or whatever is used to wrap the sparum. Kol shehu, that that also the shear to be chayev for taking out that decay or compost would be kol shehu. Why? Since you have to um, store it to put it in shemis. So if you have something that's shemis. So even though it doesn't have a use, since you need to be matzniah it, you need to store it because you have to bury it. You have to put it into Geniza, into Shemus. So you're going to be chayiv for that amount. So kol shehu, you're going to be chayiv for taking that out on Shabbos because you are lamais matzniah it since you have to put it in Shemus. You have to bury it. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, ah, that this would apply even further, not just to things that you have to be matzniah to be goinzan, Right to 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 bury Even if somebody takes out a tiny amount of avodazara, I'm sorry, mishamshe avodazara, right? Something that services avodazara. Shenemar as the pasuk says, "V'leyidbach biyadcha meuma min acherem." And Rashi explains that we see that the fact that we said meuma v'leyidbach biyadcha meuma that you can't hold back anything. You must remove everything from your property. So we see that that there's a chashivas given to the iser. And therefore, um, therefore, since you have to, there's a mitzvah or a chiv to remove a misham she'avodah from your possessions, so therefore you would be chayiv for taking that out on Shabbos. Okay? Palpela, Zakta Gemara, he wants to understand what is a, a, a palpelis that you're going to be chayiv kol shehu l'may chazya. So why would you use a tiny bit of pepper? So we said l'reach hapeh. That would be used for to cure bad breath. So you they would chew on pepper, and uh, even a tiny bit could be used can solve your bad breath problem, your halitosis, and that's why you're going to be chayiv for that. Itrain kol shehu tar l'may chazya litzilchasa. That it also, um, tar is a medicine, like an Advil, Rashi says it can cure, uh, you know, maybe a migraine or a headache. Mine besamim kol shehain. And you'd be chayah for taking out even a tiny amount of besamim. Tan rabbanon. Hamaitzi reach ra, if you take out reach ra, so 
something that, that smells uh, bad, you're going to be chayiv, uh, kol shehu, you're going to be chayiv at the kol shehu, because that's also, they would, even if, it, even if it isn't necessarily a good smelling incense, but they would light it to remove mazikim and stuff like that, Rashi explains, shema'ashinim bahem choylem v'tinoikos, so for sick people or children, so it was like to, to get rid of the mazikin, they would light up these reach ra, these spices. So even if it didn't smell nice, still you're going to be chayv at the kol because it's enough to uh, create incense to get rid of the mazikin. Shemen toiv, and, you know, good oil, kol also good oil you're going to use as, as in, in a little tiny, in, in tiny amounts. Argamon, and also argamon, kol that these are different things that are also have a chiyav if you take them out with a tiny amount. Okay, that is a... Um, uh, Rashi says that it's not... Subshatim uh, Rashi, either he doesn't have a... He says, isperish. So Argamon is either it's a dye, and I, we said by dyes that you need a certain amount, right? Either to do a swatch or... Um, to, 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 to paint a swatch or uh, depending on if you're making it, manufacturing it or if it's already been manufactured or to, um, if it's manufactured to take, to, 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 do, to, pay, to dye a fabric sample or to actually um, create enough dye for a baguette. So here, there's two pshatim in why this argaman, either it's a dye and Rashi says, I don't understand why it's a kol shahu and not whatever the shear of dyes are. Or Rashi says that it is um, also used, it was used as incense, and that's why. Just like the incense was kol shehu, any amount. Besulus havered, achas. Besulus havered, zakta gemara, that is a petal of a rose. So that is one, one petal would be something that has a use, okay? Um, and that is why you're going to be high for taking out one petal. Mine matchis kol shehain, the Mishnah said metal, right? Things of metal are also, you're going to be high for taking out any amount. So what is a teeny tiny bit of metal used for? You could make a little tiny uh, ox goad. Okay, so they were able to, even with a little bit of metal, they were able to make something that could keep the, uh, that could keep the, um, the animals in line. That it was enough metal, even if it was a little tiny bit, they, they had had a use, they can keep the animals uh, you know, herded. So now we're going to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent when it comes to metal. If you, if you make a nether to give to the Beis HaMikdash, Barzel, an amount of iron, you say, I'm going to give iron. So the question is, how much iron do you have to give? You have to give at least a one ama by one ama board of iron. What would that be used for? To chase away the oirev. Okay, meaning that um, they used to have on the roof of the Beis HaMikdash, they used to have, they wanted to make sure the birds didn't come and congregate there and, uh, you know, leave their droppings there. So on the top, there was a, uh, a, a board of iron, one by one ama, that had spikes on it. So when, when you say you're going to give the minimum amount, uh, when you say barzel, the minimum amount of barzel that you can give to the base mikdash that would have use is for this kaya oirev to chase away the birds. There's just a second lashon that so it's saying the same thing. It's just a question of 
Um, he's saying, the second Lashon is saying that you don't do less than a Kalya Urev, which would be an Amal Amal. In the first Lashon we said, not less than an Amal Nava, which would be a Kalya Urev. So they're basically saying the same thing, it just swatch, switch, switches it around. Nechayshes, if you promise to give Nechayshes, copper to the base of Mekdash, Le'yifchais, Mima'ah Kasef, you have to give at least a Ma'ah Kasef, a Ma'ah of silver worth of Nechayshes. Tanya, Rebbe Lezer, Aymer. says that, no, that there is a smaller share. It's small tongs. Shal mechayshes. That they used to have, like, um, small tongs they used to use. They would use it to grab the wicks. So uh, when the menaira, it would burn down, it would burn down, you know, below. So in order to grab them out, they would use these little tiny tongs to uh, grab the wick and pull it back up to clean the candles, so that is the minimum amount, so there is a kli that is smaller, you don't, he holds, or Belazar holds, you don't have to give a, a, a kasef, you can give even enough to just make this little tiny keli, um, that is the minimum shear that nechashis, that copper could be used for in the base of mikdash. Mikak svarim, umikak mitbachais, right, so we said here that if you have compost or decay, if the worms eat your svarim, so um, now it has to be buried. It has to go into Seamus. So you're going to be high if you're taking out Kolshu because it has to be buried. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Mekak. So we're just discussing that there's different names of different worms depending on what those worms eat. So Mekak, those are Decifri. Those are the worms that eat the books, bookworms. Takach, Dishirai. So Takach are also worms of silk. Those are silkworms. The Ela, the Envy, the grapes that eat the, the worms that eat grapes are called ila, upa detaini. The ones that eat figs are called pe. The he derimaini. The ones that eat pomegranates are called he. Kulu sakanta. They are all a sakana to eat. If you eat any of these these foods that have worms in them, it is very dangerous. And we have a, a good story over here. Talmuda. This uh, Talmud, the Havayasak made Rav Yechanan was sitting in front of Rav Yechanan. Have a taini. He was eating figs. Amarle the Talmud said, Rabbi kaitzin yesh b'teinim. He felt like uh, when he was eating the figs, he said there's thorns in it. He felt uh, as if there were thorns stuck in his throat, right? What well, really what they were, were worms. And we said that it's sakana. So what did Rabbi Yechanan said? Amalei, he said, katalia paladain. Oh boy. So we have a dead man walking over here. We got a dead guy because he thought there were thorns in his figs, but they were really worms. And those worms are sakana. So, uh... Uh, Rabbi Yechanan said, oh, nothing we can do for him. He's a goner. Okay, Zak the Mishnah. If you take out a spice box, so like a, almost like a sampler, like you know you have those tea boxes, the Wisatsky tea box that has all the different flavors in it. So you take out, they, the, spice, the spice peddlers used to have a box like that and it would have many different spices. So, you take out a spice box that has many different types, you're only going to be chayv one chatos. Zaroine gina. If you take out the seeds of a, you know, garden seeds to plant vegetables, pachos mi less than a kegregres, you're going to be chayv on less than a kegregres, meaning because even though the sheer oichel is kegregres, so the sheer, in order to be chayv, if you're taking out food on Shabbos, the minimum sheer that a person would eat is kegregres, is a fig. So, um, 
Zuraina Gina, however, the seeds would be a smaller shear. It's less than a kugagis. He says that it's five seeds. If you take out five seeds, you're going to be mechaev for planting vegetables. Zerakishuin, okay, Zerakishuin, to take the, uh, seeds to plant cucumbers is shnayim, is two seeds. Zeradiluin shnayim, to plant gourds is also two seeds. So again, these, it's a question of to plant like, um, uh, to just plant like herbs or plants so you're not gonna with two you're not gonna plant you're not gonna start planting you're not gonna get all your planting materials and start planting did I lose yeah, you for a second it was, really cool. it was like it, when I, like like fast forward okay so what I said was for, for garden plants you're not gonna plant two seeds at a time but Zerakishuin and I'm at bay Zerakishuin Shnayim, Zeradiluin Shnayim for cucumbers and gourds, then you will plant two. They, they're, they're, it's a more significant fruit. Zerapolo Mitzri Shnayim to uh, make these beans would also be two. You're going to be higher for taking out two. Now, we're going to talk about grasshoppers for a second. Chagav Chai Tahar. If you had a, a live kosher, Tahar here means kosher. You had a, a live kosher, a grasshopper, right? There are grasshoppers that are uh, kosher and that aren't kosher. They're ones that you're allowed to eat and ones you're not allowed to eat. So Chagav Chai Tahar is Kol Shehu. We'll have to see why. So it's not food. It's kosher and therefore the amount is a Kol Shehu. Meis Kigregres. But if, if you have a dead locust that is edible, so then it's going to revert. It's food. It's essentially food. You're going to only take it out. The only use to take it out for is food. And therefore it's Kigregres like the share of all Eichel. Tzipoyres Kramim that is another type of locust. Bain chaya, bain mesa kol shehu. We'll have to see. That's because shematznia naisai the refua. So this superus crumen was not used for food. It was used for refua. And since for refua to have an effect as medicine, all you needed is a little tiny bit. So therefore, for this one, for the superus crumen, the shear to be chaya for taking out on Shabbos is going to be kol shehu. Rabbi Yehuda Emer. Rabbi Yehuda says, Af hamoitzi chagav chai tame. Kol shuhu, that even a non-kosher, this is a non-tameh as opposed to tar, this is a non-edible, the type you're not allowed to eat, chagav chai, you're going to be tameh with a kol shuhu. Why? Because you will put it aside, a, a child will play with it, it becomes a child's pet, and therefore, um, even if it is non-kosher, the chachamim held that if it's a non-kosher one, it would have a larger shear. Um, in other words, you wouldn't use it as a pet. Rabbi Yehuda says that a chag of chai tame, even a non-kosher grasshopper, could be used as a pet. And we'll, we're going to discuss this in the Gemara in a moment. So first, let's talk about the shear of taking out seeds for planting. So we said five, or, or it could be two, depending on what, you know, five for zarenegina and two for uh, cucumbers and, 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 and pumpkins and, uh, and beans would be two seeds. Braminu, we have a stira. It said zevel v'chol hadak. The amount of fertilizer and thin sand, which was also used as a fertilizer. What is the shear to be higher for taking out those things? Kedei lezavel kelach shel krub. One stalk, one leak. So why here do we say it's five seeds or two seeds? To, to plant, why is the shear, the minimum shear to be higher for taking out two seeds or five seeds? We see that when it came to fertilizing, the minimum shear was one seed. So similar, like we, similarly, as we answer to the dyes, Amar Papa, 
If you already planted, then you will take out enough fertilizer to only fertilize one, um, one seed's worth of growth. Okay, however, when it comes to planting, then you're going to take out more. You're not going to take out one seed to plant one. A person is not going to take out one seed to plant. And therefore, just like we had by dyes, there, when it comes to planting, there's two different stages. So by planting, there's the initial planting that you're going to have to have a more significant amount. When it comes to fertilizing, it's one. So too, like by dyes, we said that when it comes to taking out um, you know, the cooked, when it's already cooked, the herbs are already cooked, then you need a much smaller amount in order to be chayv because then you would take out enough dye to paint a sample. But if you're taking out the herbs, then to make the actual dye, to, you know, the ingredients, you would need a larger amount um, and that would have to be enough to um, dye a small baguette. So to here, when we talk about planting, zerakishuin, the seeds of the, cu- of the cucumbers, so now we're talking about other types of seeds. So if it's garinin, um, these are date seeds. So I might say garinin, how many are you going to be, if you, if you have date seeds, how many do you, one must take out in order to be chayev? So imlin atiyah shtayim. If you're going to plant, then it's two. Take out two date seeds, you're going to be chayev if, if your goal was to plant. Imla achila. So if you wanted it, use it as food meaning it was, it was animal fodder, so then like we've had before, it would be the mouth that this was good pig food, so it would be enough to fill the mouth of a pig, that's so one seed, for firewood, so if you're going to use this seed, because you want to use it as fuel, so it's so just like we've had before, it's enough to cook, a light egg. So we've now had three types of things that could be used as fuel, and the shear for any type of fuel is to cook a chicken egg. The three um, things that we've had for fuel were either a um, unusable quill or a piece of wood, or now we have um, the the uh, a seed of a date. In lechesben, they would also use these things um, as counters, bean counters, call it. So, in the Cheshman, if you were going to take out the Garine Tamra uh, to use as, as uh, to keep track, to count, so Shtayim, too. So, the, the Tanakama is holding that it would be two seeds because one, if you had to count to one, that you would keep in your head. But if you had to count to two, you'd want something to keep track of it already. no, Chamesh. They would say that if you're using them uh, to keep count of things, until five, a person is not going to use something to keep count. He can keep it in his head. I can give one, two, three, okay, four. But um, at, once you get past four, a person will want something to keep track of things. So therefore, uh, the minimum is five. That is a minimum amount of, sh- of seeds if you're going to use them to count things. Tan Rabbanon. I might see a couple other items here. I might see para. If you take out two hairs from two hairs from a tail of a sus or a para, a horse or a cow. Chayev, why? Because you would, these are out of use as a, um, there's some sort of bird trap. So they were, these materials were used in this bird trap. So again, since it has a use, two strings would be the minimum amount that has a use. So that's what you're going to be chayev taking out on Shabbos. Mikasha shel chazir, which are bristles of a pig. Then it's achas. Okay, one 
um, because it is uh, used in, in the the shoemaker would use it. Rashi says to put at the beginning of a uh, a shoelace, okay, or actually the beginning of uh, to sew to sew part of the shoe. So he would use this bristle of a chazir. It was good for that. So that is the minimum shear you're going to be dekel shtayim. The leaves of a dekel tree is two um, because they would use those two, the two uh, leaves to start the manufacturing process of a basket. To a dekel achas, one vine, um, okay, that would, I'm sorry, the tsuri uh, column, which I said there were two, those would be not for the basket, but rather, um, yeah, well, I guess for basket, yes, yeah, to make the weave of the basket. Sorry, I said that wrong. Um, so those would be the two, um, those would be the two leaves of the dekel tree. And then turi dekel achas, um, the vines of a dekel, those would have one. Those were used, um, uh, Rashi says he doesn't know what the use is for those, but it means one, remember we had the fibers, we discussed it in Bama They were one of the fibers um, in the dekel tree, you know, behind the bark. So one of those things that has some sort of use, Rashi says he doesn't know what for, but the point is it has a use, uh, one, one piece of strand of fiber would have a use, and therefore that's what you're going to be high for taking on Chavez. So Tzipiris Kramim, we said this is a type of locust, Ben Chaya Ben Mesa Kolshu, this was used for refua. Okay, it was used for healing, it was medicinal purposes, and therefore, when, so when something is food, then we say the shear is kegregris. That's how much a person's going to eat. When it comes for medicinal purposes, then the shear to be high for is even any amount, Kolshu. So the Gemara wants to understand what is this Tzipiris Kramim? Amarav Palya Bieri. Okay, it, it, it is a type of locust called Palya Bieri. Amarabaya. Umishtakach, where is this Palya Bieri, this locust found? Bidikla Dechan Nivra. It's found in a baby deco tree. Va'abdila Lechuchmasa. And, um, and it can be used to help you get smart, to help you remember stuff. Why? How do, you, how do you use this to get smart? So, what you do is you take this locust, you chop it in half, you eat the right half, and the left half, you put it in a copper tube, you seal it up, we've had this a few times over here with the gushpankis, putting stuff into a tube, you seal it up with 60 seals, you put this, uh, the left half of the locust in your, uh, under your left uh, armpit. Okay, and that is the simonach that you eat the right side and then put the left one uh, under, your left, under your left armpit. And you, you learn whatever you want to learn uh, the Gamar Kamadabai, you learn whatever Torah you want to learn, so you study whatever you're going to study. And you eat the other half. So these, the two halves of these locusts basically serves as bookends for you. So in order to start learning, so what you do is any sort of Chachma or anything, if you want to remember it, you eat, apparently, you eat half, the right half of this grasshopper, you learn what you're going to learn, the left half you put into like a tube while you're learning, and then you eat the left half. And then you eat the left half. And if you don't do this, you're going to, you're going to forget what you learned. So that, that's what this 
Tzipiris Kramim was used for, and since it was used as a uh, some sort of medicine, uh, a memory medicine, so the, the amount that you uh, you wouldn't need a kegrogus worth, because even though you're eating it, it was for refua. And since it was for refua, it, any, it, it doesn't matter what size it is, any size would work for this refua. And the final um, part of our Mishnah, Rabbi Yehudaimar Af HaMaitzi. So we have here a machlekes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanakama held that the shear for a kosher of locust, one that is edible, is kol shahu. Okay, and Rabbi Yehuda held even for a non-kosher one is kol shahu. So what's the machlekes? So Vatanakama Savar Loi. So Tanakama holds that a non-kosher locust, you, right, so Rabbi Huda says that a what where does the shear of Kolshahu? Normally locusts would be food. So if you have one that's edible and it dies, you would eat it. Right? You would eat it, it's food, and the shear would be kagregris. The Tanakama says a tahar one could be kagregris, and Rabbi Huda says even a tama one could be kagregris because you're gonna give it to your kids to use as they're gonna play with it. So therefore, it doesn't, they don't need a minimum size. Since it's not oichel, it's not food. So even a minimum, even a smaller shear, you would be higher for taking it out because the children will play with it. For the Tanakama Savar Loi, the Tanakama holds that they, a, a non-kosher one, you would not give to your kids to play with. My time, a dilma achalahu, because they might come to eat it. So nami. So the tahar also, why aren't we concerned that they're going to eat it? And if they're going to eat it, then the minimum share should be like food, kegregris. Daharav kahana have a tar nami. We should also be concerned for eating it. Daharav kahana have a kaim kamedrav derav. Have a kamavar shushiva. Sorry, why is your concern? Okay, I, I, I just explained that wrong. Rabbi Huda says that if you take Rabbi Huda holds that it you can um, the minimum shear for a grasshopper that is not kosher is kolshehu, because you will give it to your children to play with. The Tanakama says that you will not give a non-kosher one to your children to play with. However, a kosher one, one that is kosher to eat, you would give to your children to play with. So the Gemara is asking, why tahar nami? You should also, according to the Tanakama, you should also not give a kosher one. Because Rav Kahana was going in front of Rav, a this a, a locust that is tahar right? It's an edible type of. It's a kosher locust was passing by his mouth. Amarle shakle. He said, "Get it away from here." I don't want people to think I'm eating it. Why? Because it's still alive. When you eat a, even if it's a kosher grasshopper, eating it live, that's balta shaksu. So we see that you shouldn't be able to even give a kosher grasshopper to your children to play with. So why did the Tanakhama say the minimum shear for a kosher grasshopper is kolshehu? If he holds that there's a problem, that the concern is that the child will eat it, you're also going to have a problem. So how are you allowed to give um, a grasshopper to your children to play with? The only concern is when it's dead. So again, the Tanakhama holds, if it is a kosher grasshopper, we, we don't think the child is going to play with it when it's alive. Uh, he's, I'm sorry, he's going to eat it when it's alive. He'll use it to play with it. But when it dies, the concern is that the child might eat it. So if it's a kosher one, no problem. The child will eat it. Rabbi Yehuda says, but the Tanakama holds that a non-kosher one, obviously if we're concerned that the child's going to eat it, so it's non-kosher, so therefore we can't let the child play with it. And therefore the shear would not be kol shehu, because you wouldn't give a, 
you wouldn't give a non-kosher locust to your child as a pet to play with because he might come to eat it if it dies. For Rabbi Yehuda, however, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, not a problem. Why? You know what the child will do? If he has a, if he has a, a pet locust and the locust dies, he's not going to eat it. Rabbi Yehuda holds that we're, not, we're never concerned that the child's going to eat the locust because if his pet locust dies, he's not eating it. He's making a funeral for it. That's what the ch- ch- child will do with it. And therefore, Rabbi Yehuda says that even a non-kosher locust the minimum shear is kolshu because you will give it to your child to play with and it's not food. Hadron Allah, Amar Rabbi Akiva. Finish the pack Rabbi Akiva. Shkayach. Mazel Tov. And. Yes. So it's over about to shaktu if he eats a locust live, but I'm not sure the halachas of Abram and Achai, maybe it doesn't apply to like bugs, but. Wouldn't that be like, I don't know. So, 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 you know, it's, it's interesting. So the answer is, is that it's like a fish, that it doesn't require shechita. However, there are some Rishonim that learn that it might not require shechita, but it could require some sort of nechira or killing, not like shechita, like a, like a fish. But the answer is that, yes, it it's... Oh, you, you want to know, I'm sorry. You're asking why it's not Eber Menachai, because Eber Menachai is only with something that is Bar Shechita. Eber Menachai is for something that's a Bar Shechita. And this yeah, would not... I figured it's got to be... So, I don't, and this would not require Shechita. Yeah, so I'm just going to review. We'll do a quick review. Um, the Mishnah we discussed that we said... Tavlin, the amount of spices to spice an egg. And we said the different spices are mitzdarfin. And we said, because we asked the kasha, we said that it's only mitzdarf if they're all ingredients to uh, one, you know, flavor. Okay? But if they, don't make the, if they don't make the flavor, then we don't just say that a bunch of spices, um, you know, because, you know, you need a teaspoon, let's say, to be mitzdarf, you have to have spices in order to be mitzdarf that will complement each other. Um, we said different dyes in order to uh, um, right? We said husks, so different herbs to dye a baguette. And we asked, I, we saw that the, the shear for dye was just to make a sample swatch. So why we have different shear? And we said that's because that's when it's already processed. You already put the herbs and they're already cooking. But to actually start the manufacturing process for the dye, you would need a larger shear. Um, you're not going to start manufacturing a dye unless you're going to at least be able to make a baguette. We did different types of cleaning agents, Meraglaim, Nesser, Boris, Kimua, right? Ashlog. And we said the Tanakama held that was to, uh, to uh, clean a small bag. And Rabbi Huda said to clean the stain of Anida. We discussed this year for pepper and itrain, right? We said pepper was they used for, uh, to solve bad breath, and itrain was for headache, tar. And we had different besamim that they used to use. Um, uh, different, you know, for Reach Ra, to get rid of Mazikin. We talked about Shem and Agaman, right? All those things that had a use um, in, in very small quantities. And we said different types of metal could be used to make a goad, right? To, to an ox goad to kind of keep the ox uh, herded or to get it moving, even a little tiny metal. So therefore, you're going to be Chai B'Kol We said, and we talked about Bedekabayas, we said, if you said Harelai Barzel, um, we said it needs to be an Amal Amal because they used to use it to make the things to chase they would put uh, an ama and ama board with spikes on it to chase the birds away so the birds wouldn't rest and, and drop stuff on the roof of the base of Mikdash. Um, Rabbi Lazar said it was uh, when it came to um, copper that it could even be small tongs. They used to use 
um, to uh, to be made of the the wicks of the menaira. They used to use these small little tongs, so it could be a smaller amount than a ma'a kasef. Um, Avne, and then we discussed that the that stuff, right? We said that the, we were all talking about physical things that have a use, but the Mishnah highlighted that even things that ha- required geniza, that required to go to Shemus, you also be chayiv with the kolshu. Since you have to take them out, you're going to be chayiv. Uh, they have a certain chashivos, so you're going to be chayiv on kolshu. And Rabbi Lazar said misham she'avodazara as well. Um, we said the spice box, you're going to be chayiv um, for taking out one, even though there's many different sample spices in there. Um, and then we discussed the minimum shear of how many things, zarine gina, how many seeds you need. Um, and we discussed, it was either five or two, and we discussed what's the difference when it comes to fertilizing. We said that to fertilize, a person will, um, will take out enough to fertilize one uh, plant or seedling, but to actually plant initially, then it would have to be either five or two. And then we discussed, basically, there were three different shear when it came to date seeds, to plant was two, to eat was one, and then for firewood was the shear that we have for all things fuel, which is to cook an egg. And then we had a fourth use that sometimes these garine tamra, these date seeds were used, sometimes they were used as counters or markers to count. Um, and we discussed the two neiman of the zanav susampara, that they make a trap for the birds. And, um, you know, the bristles from a chazir, that's to, uh, the shoemakers used to use it, or based to a dekel, right? The two um, leaves, those were used to manufacture uh, baskets to get the manufacturing started. Or uh, one ture dekel, that was, Rashi said he didn't know what it was used for, but that was from the fibers from the, behind the bark of a dekel tree. So again, all those things, they had some sort of use, and therefore the shear is not, it's not food, they have, they have their own minimum shear. Um, we said that different locusts, superus crimim, one that one type of locust was kolshu because it could be used. It was a palya berry. The Gemara said that's what it was called, and it was used for um, a refua, which may, basically was a memory aid. Right, so you would chop it in half, eat the right side, put the left side in a tube, learn whatever you're going to learn, and then uh, put the tube under your armpit, and then uh, take it out and eat the other half. Okay, so that was memory aid, so it's going to be chayev with a little bit. And then we discussed the final part of the parak was we were discussing the machlekes between the Tanakama, the Rabbanon, and Rabbi Yehuda. Um, so uh, the, the, the Rabbanon held, they, neither was concerned that you were going to eat a live grasshopper, a child was going to be alive, eat a live grasshopper, but uh, the shear for a grasshopper, if it is dead, so then it's food, so then it's kugregus eichel, that's if it's a kosher one. Um, if it is alive, um, you would give it to the child to play with. So the Tanakama held that, and therefore you, it would be kolshu, even less than a shear to eat, the child would play with. Um, Tanakama held that you would only give him a kosher one because if it dies, we're concerned that the child would eat it. So you wouldn't give him a non-kosher one. Buddha says even a non-kosher one, would, you would give to a child because if it dies, he is not going to eat his pet grasshopper. He will make it a, uh, he'll make it a funeral.